only going to get deeper. It's only going to get deeper. It's only going to get deeper. <laughs> oh, man. You're, you're watching Noah's voice change over the last, like, six months has been oh, yeah. unreal. It's crazy. Absolutely unreal. He's like a man now. A man. And then there'll be that split second where he sounds like a little kid. <laughs> and he does... He does nothing but make fun of me when I, my voice he, cracks. Every time your All voice the cracks. All time. And unfortunately, it cracks way more than it should. The last time you did a sermon. Kathy, hey, Lonnie. The last time you did a sermon, your voice cracked. Oh. And Noah, like, starts losing it. And I couldn't I couldn't contain was, it. Oh, that was during, that was when we were at Rolling Hills. Yeah. Right? And he, and I was like, what's going on? I had to leave the room. I thought I had he, said something. He lost me. So stupid. Yeah. No, you didn't say anything that stupid, but. Hmm. He, uh, yeah, he started laughing because your voice cracked <laughs> and he couldn't contain it. Oh, his, his face was red. And so I had to leave the room. Yeah. Like, no, but I'm watching, gone. watching Noah go from like a first tenor to a baritone has been <laughs> awesome. It's oh, the man. highlight. It's, it's the crazy. highlight of my, the, the last, the last couple months. That's so funny. Kathy, let's make sure yes. Kathy, we know we're we live. We know we're live. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Hey Kayla. Good to see you. Glad you're here. <laughs> Oh, Indeed. we're just, uh, we are just giving a little bit of time for people to jump on. And, uh, we were, we were talking about, uh, Noah's man voice. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure he loves it. This is going out live on Facebook. It's all right. He's 15. He sounds like Barry White. It's all good. It's awesome. So good. I just gotta say, this is, this is payback. <laughs> For all oh, those games yeah. you've tagged me in, Noah. He, uh, he was looking at you, man. Yeah, he likes to troll you. <laughs> How about, Did, uh, wasn't the Super Bowl? Like, yeah, during the Super Bowl, he yeah. was, like, every live memeing. Every 15 minute, minutes, <laughs> there'd be another live meme of whatever I oh, happened man. to have said at the time. Um, but... Uh, what well, Didn't you tell me that you had to you had to tell him to, like, back off? Dude, I had to tell him back off. I was like, Noah, chill, buddy. Like... <laughs> You've you've posted twenty five memes during the Super Bowl about the guy who doesn't know anything about football. <laughs> yeah, that's what I get for going to a Super Bowl party. Yeah. Um, oh man. So this is why we talk about you now, Noah. That's right. Payback, that's right. buddy. Payback. <laughs> oh man. For some reason, okay, I'm not getting Kellen. Not getting Kellen. Uh oh. Uh oh. Mike issues. Am I not talking into it? Is it working? It's just, it's just on Facebook, but it was working. Yeah. And now it's not. Check one two. Check one two. Hey Eric. Hey Brian. Can you hear me? I can hear is you it, the headphones. Is it coming through here? Facebook. Did it come? Yeah, you're coming through that mic just fine. So you can hear me tapping on it. We're having a little bit of technical problems. <laughs> Kellen's mic is not working. It was working. We tested. Was. We, we tested. Oh, did you double check to make sure the input was from the right source? Um, There's no way to change it now. Well, I should have checked it. I am getting your mic. <laughs> <laughs> Noah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Okay, so you're getting my mic, but not Kellen. Now I'm getting nothing. Now you're getting nothing. Can you guys hear us? Oh, Eric, my wife's phone turned off. Did it die? No, that's good. Hey, Tim, how's it going? Oh, so we are, um, we're not sure if Kellen's mic is working. Uh, go ahead and talk. I guess we'll bit. find out. We'll find yep. out. Uh, it is working. Awesome. Sweet. Uh, <laughs> so uh, as long as, <laughs> as long as all the mics continue to work, uh, even if they don't, we'll just continue to talk. Um, so what we wanted to do, and Lonnie wants you to tap on your mic and we'll, we'll do a little checking. Um, so what we wanted to do was, uh, bring you guys into some conversations that Kelly and I have all the time anyways, uh, before this whole, um, shelter in place and, uh, the coronavirus thing hit, we used to go down, down to Caffeina, one of our local favorite coffee shops here in town, which we're representing inside these mugs, by the yep. way. Um, oh, you had it panned. Is it good now? Okay. We're good. Um, so we, um, we used to go down a couple times a week sometimes and just talk shop, talk about church planting and mission vision and what's going on. And, uh, we don't get to do that a lot right now. 
Um, Kellen and I actually, uh, we, we still get together a little bit, but not, I mean, it's like you wave at each other from afar almost. And then some zoom calls, zoom calls, uh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of zoom calls, a lot of zoom calls. Uh, so part of that is why we're in our garage right now. Um, some people, um, you know, we were a little nervous about, about doing anything. Um, not because we're, um, we're sick or because we, we don't run in some of the same social circles or anything that, but just wanting to be, uh, cognizant and aware and do our part, uh, with, with COVID-19. But we decided to, to go ahead and do this in person together um, because we feel like we need to do something more than just Zoom calls all the time. Uh, and this for us, this is work. Um, and, and according to, to the state of Idaho, it's essential services. I uh, just had a conversation with the governor about that. <laughs> um, but the um, we are taking precautions. So like we're out in the garage, we're on a long couch, you know, there's like... It looks closer on there than it is in reality. There's probably about three feet between us at least. Um, and uh, so we, and we, we disinfected things. And so we are doing our part to try to be, um, just try to be better about, um, about keeping people healthy. Because uh, that, that is a big concern for us because we do have a, a we, like our church, even as small as it is, I mean, it's multi-generational. We've got everything from, from like, you know, two years old to 60s. 60s yeah. Yeah. And, um, so we want to be, we want to keep our, our community healthy as well as the community here in Boise and the treasure Valley. So, um, Hey, we're glad for all of you that have jumped on with us and we're hoping that you'll hang out. We're, we're just going to talk a little bit about, uh, life and, uh, church and living on mission and church planting, um, and probably go, on some rabbit trails along the way. Just a bit. Yeah. I, I tend to rabbit trail. Uh, we both rabbit trail. Uh, and so that's probably what's going to happen. Uh, so here's the thing. This is a conversation, and it's not just between us. It's with you all as well. And so feel free to post things in the comments. Um, and, and I, you know, even if you want to rib on us, Noah, I see you already got a head start. Um, but if you, you know, if you've got a question or an idea or a thought or something that you want us to talk about, just yeah, post it in there. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, we'll try to keep one eye going. We can kind of see them here. Uh, but then my wife is uh, over on the computer watching. Um, and it's just the three of us in here uh, for those concerned about, about COVID. And So if you hear a disembodied voice, that's Erica. <laughs> that's Erica from afar. She's producing. And uh, she'll make sure that if we miss a comment or a question, uh, she'll she'll let us know what that was. So... Yeah, man. Um, I, apart from COVID, we had an earthquake yesterday. We did. Uh, have you crazy. have you been in an earthquake before? I have. Yeah. Really? Yep. It Where? was actually in Brandon, or just outside of Brandon, South Dakota. The earthquake was, yeah, I don't remember if it was near a pier, okay. something like that. And I was sleeping on the couch watching football, and um, the couch started shaking. And I thought my roommates were messing with me. And so I was like yelling obscenities at my roommates to let me sleep. And uh, woke up when I realized the china cabinet was rattling. Oh, my gosh. So it was crazy. That was about oh, 16 years ago, okay. give or take. So, yeah, that's kind of crazy. But yesterday I was actually upstairs uh, working. There's about 10 minutes left in my shift when uh, I thought the kids, right, because with the, state, the shelter in place and yeah. all that, Kids are home, and I thought the girls were wrestling in their bedroom because I heard banging on the wall. Okay. Thought it was that, right? Mm -hmm. And then uh, when I realized it was an earthquake was when the bed started rattling, the, the blinds started rattling, the computer monitor, and all that. Yeah. Oh, so, my gosh. It was crazy. Yeah, we, uh, we were um... – oh, awesome. Uh, yeah. Uh, so Alani's asking what, what, uh, what excites us about building a church in a global pandemic. And so we'll get to some of that in a minute, but, yeah. um, my boys, I think yesterday was a perfect example between what's different between Liam and Connor, because Liam immediately is like freaking out. He puts his tablet away. He's like running into the hallways, yeah. grabbing the dog by the collar, like trying to pull <laughs> him down. The dog's like, what are you doing? Uh, and then Connor, Connor, we had to like pick up and carry. He didn't even yeah. look up. He's just yeah. like playing on his tablet. 
not a care in the world. He kept trying to like stand up and like surf, you know, <laughs> surf the, the, he's like, sit down boy. Yeah. Um, and then, and then the weird thing is, you know, growing up in South Dakota, we're like, I immediately went into tornado mode, yeah. right? Like where would I go in case it's a tornado? And I completely forgot that with an earthquake, I think you're supposed to go outside. You're supposed to go, if you can get outside, go outside. <laughs> Uh, if you can't get outside, I think you're supposed to like take shelter under a table. Yeah. Like maybe a doorway, but yeah. even then doorways we went into the, that. we went into the frame of our hallway and I'm like, wait, yeah, this is no. where I'd go for a tornado. Where am I supposed to go for an earthquake? Yeah. I forgot which national disasters to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyways, <laughs> this question about what excites you about building a church during a global pandemic, that is such a, 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 a positive way of putting it. Um, I'll tell you this. The first thing I thought when when uh when it came to the church and and this pandemic thing was i'm really glad that we're not trying to launch on easter yeah um because we made the call back in january and we mm -hmm. talked about it back in like december and even a little bit earlier about pushing off to fall mm -hmm. um just because of the area we live in and uh a lot of a lot of just the logistical aspects of, of trying to do a launch in the spring um, it, it looked like fall was going to be better for us. Uh, and so we made that decision back in January. Uh, and now I'm like, man, if we had tried to launch public services on Easter, um, one, we wouldn't be able to meet is right. what, cause I mean, it looks, it looks like we're going to be shut down for at least, um, through April. Uh, and there's some States that are actually shutting down into, to June already. Mm -hmm. uh, I think Virginia is already shut down until June 10th. Really? Um, and Crazy. it is um, thinking about that. I go, man, I'm glad we're not doing that. But then I also thought um, this this is going to be hard uh, to build a community of people when you can't get in the same room. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and I think all of it just it, it's caused me to reevaluate what it means to be a church. And, you know, we've already done a lot of that just with church planning because you get to start from scratch. Right. right. But um, I grew up in the church and you've had a lot of experiences with with different kinds of churches. Mm -hmm. And 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 it's. Um, it, it was one of those where you go, OK, we had talked that we didn't want to be a church that was focused solely around the Sunday gathering. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that Sunday service was an important piece, but it wasn't the linchpin that kind of held the whole thing together. Right. Um, and now all of a sudden it's like, you really got to live that because mm -hmm. you don't get to have a Sunday service. Right. <clears throat> um, I don't know. It, it, it makes me think about what's our mission. What's the why, uh, of being a church. Um, and we've known that it's not about getting together on Sundays. Yeah. And, you know, even with us doing the, the love local and we've got, uh, the, we got to represent here with our, our love local sign. Um, it's not even about that. Like those, the, the Sunday gathering and loving local are both, um, symptoms, right? They're, they're, um, they're, what would you call it? Um, outcomes, yeah. I guess, of, of the real mission, which is to make disciples, um, and so I think that what's got me most excited is that we really have to be intentional about what it means to make disciples um, because you can't be distracted by everything else. You know, we can't do massive community service projects where we try to get a bunch of people together and love on the community. You know, we can still find other ways to love on the community, but it can't be that kind of classic, you know, love local kind of idea where we just try to impact hundreds of people at a time. Um, it can't be about getting a bunch of people in the room and, and worshiping and, and look, um, uh, just diving into God's word uh, because we can't do that. Um, everything is gone to this virtual realm uh, where I think that that relational touch is so much more important, mm -hmm. um, especially like right now, you know, being more extroverted uh, and, and being on week three of being homebound is... Like, man, I crave community right now. Like this right here is, is um, uh, we had some long conversations about whether or not we should continue to, uh, if we should still do this in the same space or if we should just record a, a Zoom call together. 
And um, the extrovert in me was like, no, we're going to, no, in person, no, in person. Because uh, <laughs> I just, I couldn't, I couldn't stand the thought of, of not being in person together. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really highlighted the need for building community that isn't even centered around being in the same space, but then that intentional discipleship piece. Um, I think that's what's got me excited. Uh, uh, just that, that it, it's forcing the perspective on what it is to be the church. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's kind of weird because, you know, one of the things we talked about doing in uh, late April was like a, like a barbecue. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. doing uh, like a grill out for the community in our, in our apartment complex. Yeah. We, there's complex. like a thousand people that live over there. Yeah. So we, we wanted to do something just to, just to bless our community uh, with a grill out. Yeah. You can't do that now. No, you know? there's there. You, that's, that's out the door. Yeah. They yeah. closed the community room like a month ago. Yeah. And then they closed the hot tub, which is where we would have our <laughs> secondary <laughs> meetings together on Sunday nights. <laughs> uh, they closed that like a week, two weeks ago. If it makes you all feel better, we talked about doing this podcast from the hot tub. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, comment below <laughs> if you'd like to see Kellen and no. I <laughs> do, do a podcast from a hot tub. <laughs> podcast from a hot tub, man. Oh, goodness. Oh, Lonnie says he could do it. He could do it safely. Well, I'm, I'm sure Lonnie could pull that <laughs> off, but I, I'm a face and a body meant for radio. <laughs> I'm not meant for the uh, a, a video podcast from a hot tub. That is not me. Oh my gosh! That's an image you did. That would be home. that. I know we'd both be like all the way down, like just chins above the water. Like, oh, never man, never mind the body below the bubbles, right? Oh my gosh. Oh, but yeah, I mean, we just uh, yeah, you just can't get out to do all that stuff. I, I was talking to a, a friend this morning. She texted me asking how she'd be praying for me and Kathy and our, and our kids and stuff. And I was just like, and building the church in the middle of a pandemic is kind of hard. Cause, uh, especially right now, the, you know, you're trying to ramp up those relational yeah. opportunities and, uh, getting together with people, like you said, for worship and to serve in the community and discipleship and all the stuff that goes with that. And while, yeah, it's nice to have zoom and I'm an introvert, like Josh was just talking about, he's an expert. I'm an introvert. Uh, I'll go function as an extrovert, but I'm an introvert and, um, the zoom calls have been nice. So you can talk to another human, you know, uh, but, uh, yeah, it doesn't replace, uh, being in the same room, you mm -hmm. know? So I actually, you know, when I walked in tonight that was the first thing I said, when I walked in your garage, I was like, Oh, humans. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it, it's so true. So uh, we were talking the other day on, on our staff call, um, you know, with, from the beginning, we have always said we wanted this church, uh, you and I, Erica, my wife, other people who joined the team have always said, we didn't want this to be anything that any of us could get credit for. Right. Yeah. We, we have said from day one, we wanted it to be something that when people came to gathering to await you know, saw something online for gathering to eight or whatever in the community and here in the treasure Valley, we wanted them to always say like, man, look what God's doing. Not what, what Josh is doing or Kellen or Erica or so on. Um, well, if we're able to launch in September, <laughs> like the only way that happens now is because God did something in the community, uh, through these weird live videos we've been doing. Maybe we're able to find some, different ways to do discipleship or love local. I don't know, but it, if, if and when we launch in September, not if, when we launch in September, yeah. it's, it's going to have to be a God thing. Cause right now it's really difficult to get out to meet people in the community. So yeah, yeah. It, you're at, absolutely. I mean, and that's it. It's kind of like putting your money where your mouth is um, a reality where there is a, there is a temptation um, or I could, I, Elizabeth, I could see how there would be a temptation where if you felt the call to plant was anything less than a call from God, it would be really tempting to just kind of pack up shop and go home. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, we love Boise and so it, you know, be really tempting to just find a way to, but basically like, well, you know, we didn't really start anything and let's just kind of 
quietly disperse and you know find other jobs or or you know be looking for for a different ministry job once the this all came around um, because this is going to be too hard. Yeah, and there's this the just the that undeniable being called to plant is um, it, is something where it just doesn't leave room for that. You know, okay, so we're dealing with a global pandemic, and we're dealing with um, being being told to shelter in place, and we're watching other countries around the world not just shelter in place, but go into full lockdown, where now you've got to have papers, you know, mm -hmm. to be out on the street, you know, and um, and why we're not to that point yet because of we just have such a strong sense of freedom of movement. Um, there's a, there's this, this civic responsibility for us to do our part by staying home as much as possible, and not interacting with people outside your social circle. Well, the whole, everything they tell you in with church planning is interact with people outside your social circle, <laughs> yeah. like do things that push you, put you in the, in the path of people that you wouldn't normally get to meet. Right. And that, that's like everything that we've talked about as a team is okay. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, what are you stopping to do that could keep you from interacting with people outside your social circle? And um, now all of a sudden we're being told, hey, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. And it, it just makes you rethink um, what does it mean to love your neighbor? What does it mean to love your community? What does it mean um, to be a disciple of Jesus in this kind of climate? Uh, what does it mean to start a church? What does it mean to be a church? And I know mm -hmm. there's a lot of a lot of churches are asking that question right now because um, – I think that there's a temptation to just try to recreate your normal online. And uh, now we kind of had the blessing of not having the normal to recreate. Mm -hmm. It's like we do team gatherings every two weeks. So you just move those to Zoom. You know, we do some worship and did some worship nights. And we're like, okay, we're trying to figure that out because we still want to be able to do that. But um, we we have the really the 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 sense is okay so what does it mean to be a church and being a church is not just getting together on a sunday morning right, right. it's it's making disciples it's right. it's impacting it's impacting people well i was like my buddy uh chuck just said you know just a few minutes ago like you know and, and we've heard it from other people as well right like well that christian christians for years have been trying to say oh church is not about the building yeah but how did we act, right? We acted as if church was at the building, you know. But yeah. my buddy Chuck just said, you know, he was just like, uh, church is about more than the building. And, yeah, I agree. Like, where we're at right now, what's kind of nice is we don't really have a building. We meet once in a while in elementary school. We met here for a while. We met mm -hmm. at our apartment complex for a bit. Um, you know, I had a conversation with a guy. <laughs> I had a conversation with a guy uh, uh, a few weeks ago before they shut down the hot tub. And, uh, you know, he was, he was telling me, he was like, you know, I grew up, uh, my mom always told me church wasn't the building, uh, church could be wherever you were. And I'm like, you're exactly right. I'm like, see that, uh, that, that, uh, community room over there, you know? And he was like, yeah, I was like, that's where we're meeting sometimes. He's like, well, where do you meet other times? I'm like, well, a school or, you know, wherever, mm -hmm. you know, uh, a coffee shop. We've done that, you know, uh, with our discipleship group, we met in a local coffee shop for a while and then moved to a bagel a bagel joint. So, um, yeah, I, I think we're in a, a unique position. It's hard as a church plant to be plant right now, but, uh, we're in a unique position to, uh, because we're so small and so new, you know, it's like a baby learning how to walk, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think that that really, um, casts a light on what we meant when we say gathering. Yeah. Right. When we, when we talked about gathering to await, we didn't mean, one gathering of people. We met this decentralized gather where you're at, mm -hmm. you know, and, in coffee shops and living rooms at and work. break rooms at work, mm -hmm. wherever it is, wherever you find yourself, that's an opportunity to gather. And so right now, um, like there, there should be an, uh, a focus on, okay, let's, let's do some intentional discipleship with our family and our kids and, and the people that we live with. Um, but then there's also the, the, the sense of, okay, we have, we have the technology now where we could do discipleship and, and Bible study groups and, and curriculum and whatever over Zoom. 
um, and have just as much conversation with people. Um, we just have to be intentional about it. Mm-hmm. And it, it, the reality is it doesn't happen by accident. You know, discipleship doesn't happen by accident. And that's something the church has really had to deal with over the last, um, it seems like has been a conversation over the last five, 10 years is discipleship doesn't happen just because people show up on Sunday or just because people go to a small group or just because people serve. Mm-hmm. Um, discipleship has to be intentional. And this is really going, okay, we're going to take away your Sunday. We're going to take away meeting in someone's living room. We're going to take away your opportunity to serve uh, on a, uh, for a church service or serve in the community um, in, in kind of these big organized ways. Okay, now what are you going to do mm-hmm. as a follower of Jesus? We're going to take away all the crutches. What are you going to do? Right. Um, and I think that's got, I mean, that's got a scrambling a little bit. Um, it's like, oh. Yeah, we, we knew this was an issue, but we kind of just kind of kept going while having some conversations. And now it's almost like, no, be intentional about discipleship because it's the only option you have right now. Mm-hmm. It's either it's either do discipleship or or go home. Yeah. Right. Um, stay home. Stay home. Yeah. <laughs> stay home and ignore everybody. <laughs> and ignore everybody. Right. Like not just stay home because <laughs> you should be staying home right now, uh, but stay home and ignore everybody and pretend the rest of the world doesn't exist. Um, <laughs> you know, it makes me think of. Uh, um, there was uh there's there's an online church and not, not an online church but like a virtual reality church you're talking about this right right and they just did their first virtual reality baptism yeah which i'm i i'm have some opinions on theologically um but some. apart from that so i we're underplaying a little bit you know i i i need to give us some more thought and prayer but anyways there's this the <laughs> I had heard some conversation about virtual reality church a couple of years ago and the premise being we're going to get to a point as a society where everybody lives online, right? Like you, um, you go to work online, you work from home, you shop online, everything's brought to your house. And basically as a society, we'll get to this point where uh, all of our social interactions, all of our work life, everything except for our nuclear family would happen online virtually and everything else. Uh, and you, so you would never leave your house. Um, and, and a lot of people were like, Oh, that's kind of awesome. Right? Like I never have to get out of my pajamas. You know, everything comes to my door. I don't have to interact with weird people. Right. Your and, wife. and my, and my wife who is super <laughs> introvert is like, yeah, that's what I want. Well, now we're, she's two weeks into being stuck at home. Ask her if she, with me <laughs> and our two boys and a dog, ask her if she still thinks that's the way the world should run. There is, there is a, she's, she's starting, she's just now like as of today starting to change her mind on this, on this whole thing. Uh, and, and there's this, this sense of like, even the most introverted people in this time are realizing I need community. Like I need face-to-face interactions. I need to spend time in the same room as another real person. And so the whole idea of, of life being a hundred percent virtual I think people are going to realize through this time that that's not the end goal. Mm-hmm. Now, virtual is a tool that we get to use and we can, and right now we have to use our, our hand has been forced on that. Um, but it does strip away a lot of that other busyness mm-hmm. that came from, from getting a bunch of people in the same room. Right. Um, so, uh, Kathy asked a while ago, sorry. Um, what are some ways gathering to a is planning on serving the community and why? Um, so we, we had a lot of plans. Well, our plans have been, uh, crushed. Yeah. yeah. The, everything we uh-huh. were organizing, um, was crushed. <laughs> Basically we had, uh, and I keep kicking this. Um, I'm going to try to remember exactly what, what our things were. Um, we, we wanted to do things that, um, uh, sir, uh, met a need that, uh, added value that created wins and showed the love of Jesus, mm. right? So things like uh, served a need, right? So we did the laundry buy down or the laundry buy out where we would pay for laundry, which worked out really well because it was right before uh, we weren't able to, uh, we, we all went on lockdown, right? It was the weekend before lockdown hit. And um, we were actually able to serve some, some people who uh, they had lost their jobs already um, or they were on their, their last, I had one person tell me that they were on their last 50 bucks. Right. And that this was, and we probably did $30 of laundry for that person. Um, I had 
uh, and, and then a bunch of families, that was just a, a, a huge serving opportunity, right? It met a need. We were talking about um, working with all the, the farmer's markets and the outdoor events that happen here and try to like have a spot and add value, right? Create something uh, for kids and for families. And so we were talking about like, even just having an inflatable Gaga ball pit, which if you don't know what Gaga ball is, it's an awesome game that has like just hit Boise. We had it back in South Dakota. It was awesome. Anyways. Um, and, and so just add value. Loves his Gaga ball. I love Gaga ball, man. And then uh, create wins, right? Like let parents go, you know, I was a good parent today because I took my kids to whatever, whatever right? Uh, and then show the love of Jesus is just all of that. It's all, all embraced in that. Um, and we realize that right now with with COVID nineteen, you can't we can't do those big organized things, right? There's nothing to add value to because every social event has been canceled. Um, you can't uh, go out and try to create a crowd of people to serve because that would be really really irresponsible right now, um, like detrimentally irresponsible right now to do that. So now it's almost like the small quiet ways that people that we have been encouraging our people to do in their everyday life is what it means to serve. Right. Um, and, and so even if that's like, uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll brag on my wife a little bit right now. Uh, she had found plans for these headbands that had little buttons sewn on the side to hook oh, yeah. surgical masks to. Right, because a lot of nurses are getting like chafing and blisters and things like that around their ears because they're having to wear their masks so often, and so um, they created these headbands that um, you hook the mask to the button instead of your ears, and it, it still co keeps it in place. And um, so she's got the supplies, and she's actually going to be working on making a whole bunch of those. And uh, uh, Julie, who's on our our lead team. Uh, and as a nurse for St. Al's, is uh, her, uh, she's got a bunch of people at her um, office that would love to have some of these. And so she's going to work on, um, she's going to work on, on getting those made so that nurses can just not have so much irritation, right, right. all day long around their ears. Uh, and that's just a small way to love on the nursing community, mm -hmm. right? It's not like some big centralized effort now um if you guys want to help make a bunch and we actually get them all throughout um throughout the the nursing staff and the 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 medical field like we could figure that out that would be awesome and this is kind of a new thing that we're we i i think you just told me about it last night she's over there by the way in case you're wondering why i'm looking over there um so you know but uh, or or dropping things off to your neighbor right um uh, you guys went and visited Julie as well because she was like waved at her from the balcony. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The, the neighbor below Julie was not thrilled because our, <laughs> our girls uh, were, you know, hack it ragged. I mean, there's a reason we have that nickname as a family. And uh, our girls were screaming at Julie because she was apparently in bed when we got oh to her gosh. apartment. And so our girls were screaming at Julie to come outside uh, on her patio. And we saw her neighbor below us. They kept opening their blinds, and then as soon as we'd look, they'd close their blinds, and then they'd open them because we were talking, you know. Yeah. But yeah, we just wanted to visit her because Julie, like Josh is saying, she's uh, she works at St. Al's, uh, has kind of self quarantined herself, I guess you could say, yeah. uh, just so one she doesn't contract anything, but two, anything she's been exposed to, she's not possibly giving out to anybody. So mm -hmm. uh, we love Julie, and we all miss her. We do because um, she's, she's working hard. Hilarious. But <laughs> and but that's uh, that's an example of something that that we should all be doing. Right. Like we, we all have that person that we know or that 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 neighbor that for whatever reason is having to isolate to that next level. Well, did you see uh, did you see the story today? Uh, it was going around Facebook. Uh, it was a teacher in South Dakota and I they didn't have his name in the post. Uh, but there was a girl, I want to say she was like 11 or 12 struggling with her math homework. Teacher found out she was struggling with her math homework, took like a portable whiteboard to her house, sat outside her door, like her screen oh, wow. door. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so that she could see as he was teaching her and, uh, uh, some friend, a friend of mine who lives in Seattle now 
was like, I know that guy. That was one, you know. So, like, it's stuff like that. Like, even if you're a teacher, if you're like, man, I miss my students. And we've seen pictures and videos all across country where teachers are doing these parades to, you know, drive by their students' homes. But, yeah, there's nothing stopping you from standing outside your students' home if they need help. You know, like yeah. uh, Noah's English teacher at River Glen called last night just to check in on him and see how things were going. And mm-hmm. uh, so she talked to my wife for a little bit, you know. And, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of different ways that, well, yeah, there's certainly challenges. There's a lot of different ways that you can still go help people in your community, uh, people that you know, the vulnerable, the sick, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think that there's – just letting people know they're loved is, is hugely important right, right now and that they're not forgotten. You know, we, we've got, um, we've, we've got people that we know, people that we, we live around that, um, they can't leave their house. Um, and they might, maybe they live alone or, or maybe they like, they're to the point where they can't even go to the grocery store because they've got uh, some kind of immunocompromised system, uh, where, they really, really have to stay inside. And so finding ways to show them that you love them, whether that's, um, you know, doing their shopping for them uh, or, um, you know, s- sending them flowers even mm-hmm. might be a huge thing. Um, writing, writing, wind, um, I, I heard there was a community that kids would go around and do window art for people. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, because we're just in this weird time where, um, it, it's just a, a social distancing that we've never experienced before. You know, I just watched one of a really good friend of mine's wedding on Facebook Live because, mm. like, they just did it out in a park with a handful of people um, all kind of standing too far apart from each other. <laughs> <laughs> and um, because they, they just wanted to to make sure that I, that they could include people and still, you know, get married. Right. And not put that off further because it was important for them. Um, And so it's it is. There's just a lot of people that are hurting. Mm. And the reality is we don't know how long this is going to go. Right. Um, The the reality is, is that we're not talking weeks. Right. I mean, we're we're talking, you know, through April. And and I know that there's people already planning to um, be kind of shut down through May. and this is going to be a hard time, right? We're going to, we know that there's going to be people who are, are going to lose their jobs. Uh, there's people who are going to run out of, out of savings. And, and, uh, I know there's a stimulus checks coming and that's, um, going to help a lot of people in, um, in dire need, but there's going to be huge opportunities that we are going to be presented with to bless other people's lives. And that, that's something we've talked about with um, with our team with the the blessed rhythms, right? And so the blessed rhythm is is B L B L E S S, and the acronym for for ble- uh, B is begin with prayer, L is listen, E is eat, S is service, and uh, and then the other S is story. Um, so you always begin with prayer and basically saying God show me the opportunities, and then L is listen. So listen to people's stories, listen to where their heart is, listen to what their needs are. And then E is eat. And basically that is um, creating community. Now, yeah, we can't go and grab a cup of coffee with somebody. We can't uh, go and sit at, at McDonald's or, or wherever you want to go um, and and have a meal together. But we can still intentionally create community. If that's talking to your neighbor from the other side of the mm-hmm. fence, if that's sitting out on the front porch and, uh, and, and connecting with people as they, they go by, even something as simple as walking your dog at the same time every day, you're going to meet the same people. And, uh, because we're creatures of habit and you can build community. And so even though we can't eat together, we can still get the same effect. Right. And then, um, serving. So when, when you, when you pray for opportunity, when you pray for opportunity, so your eyes are open to what's going on around you and you're listening to, to people's hearts and to people's struggles, and then you're building community so that you actually get to it be a part of their life, there's going to be opportunities for service. Right. Uh, and I, I think it, then it just becomes on being intentional. Are you actually going to seize the opportunity to make a difference in somebody's life? Um, and, and it really reminds me of, of the, the church in Acts chapter two, right? Where, um, they they took everything they had and they they split it 
among the people so no one was um no one was without want or without need right mm-hmm. um and yeah. the the i i even think about like something um like toilet paper or or disinfectant wipes some of the people in our communities that we know are going to have a lot of toilet paper and a lot of wipes right <laughs> a lot of some people in our community are not going to have either of either of them right they're they're going to be out of all of that um and we know that that stuff is going to get back on the shelves eventually so we go okay this is what i need for my family like right now so who can i give the rest to mm-hmm. um i i've got a, a a pack of toilet paper in the back of my car right now that i, I tried to give to you and then <laughs> you guys ended up getting more yeah and then i tried to give it to the rickses because they they were out, but then they were able to get more. And so I've got this pack of toilet paper that honestly, at this point, I don't want to use for me. I just want to get rid of it. Like I wanted to give it to someone who, so if you know somebody that is out of toilet paper, please tell them that we will give them comment below. And if they live in Boise, I will drop it off at their door. Um, or you can send it to us in a private message um, if it seems weird to say on Facebook who's out of toilet paper. Um, <laughs> Hey, Renee, by the way, sorry, just saw your virtual hugs. Thank you very much. Uh, we miss you. We miss you and, and uh, your whole your whole crew. Um, so it's um, there is there's a sense where when you talk about serving, uh, there's some things that we can try to do as as a community, as a as a as a, um, a church community, you know, things like maybe making these these nursing headbands um, or. Uh, you know, as people lose jobs and begin to hit the end of their financial stability, we can pay for laundry and pay for gas and buy groceries. And, um, and so if you know people who are in need like that, then it's like, okay, let's, um, let's lit, um, uh, let's make it known to the rest of the, the, um, the church family. Yeah. Ding dong ditch some TP. That's right. Um, but Really, what I think what it's going to come down to is just this case by case where we we find opportunities and then we mobilize the people that we know with resources for that. I don't know. What do you think? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I've been I've been I've been <laughs> soapboxing for a while. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't really have it. I don't think anything additional to add. <laughs> no, I really think. All uh, right, no. so uh, we talked we talked about serving. Uh, what do you guys have questions about? What are your thoughts? Join the conversation. Um, hey, Phil. I was going to say, I see hey, Phil Tim. K joined. Uh, and Lee. Phil, Phil Renee, Plant and, uh, and Des Moines with the Table Church team. Yes. They're probably dealing with a lot of the same stuff, but yeah, so they, they launched. They did. They launched. Yeah, that's got to be interesting uh, too. Phil, tell us about, I mean, if you want, throw in some comments about what you guys have been the questions you as a team have been asking and, and, or, uh, or solutions or whatever. I mean, um, I'm just going to call you out because I see you there like <laughs> right there. Phil. Um, yeah, it's, it's a weird world right now. It's, it, it is legitimately a weird world precedented. I mean, mm-hmm. we've never been on, on yeah. global lockdown before. Um, and it definitely, it definitely should cause you to pause and, um, and kind of reevaluate. What, what's really funny is right before this hit, you and I were both reading um, Life Without Lack, mm-hmm. which is a, a book by. Uh, now I'm going to completely forget. Well, it's name. Dallas Willard. Dallas, but Willard. it's like a compilation of his teachings, right? Yes, yeah. Someone else compiled some in-person teachings he did, um, and that whole thing is basically, where's your sufficiency come from? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that there's a reality right now where people, uh, who follow Jesus are going to have to really go, okay, did my, has my sufficiency been coming from God or has it been coming from, from other sources? Mm -hmm. Has it been coming from the role that I play in a church or the role that I play in my, my faith community? Um, because those things have been stripped away. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, that's heartbreaking. Uh, Kathy says, what would you tell someone who is scared right now? 
what could we tell them to? You know, I, do you have any thoughts? Um, you were going to say something. Yeah. We're, we're, I think we're Go going to say something. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, someone who's scared right now, I mean, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's kind of different for, uh, for each person, uh, in what, what it is that's scaring them right now. You know what I mean? Like, uh, our roommate, uh, has severe asthma, a good buddy of mine, uh, has severe asthma. Um, yet I, I completely understand why you're afraid, right? I get it. I fully get it. I mean, maybe not on the level that you get it, but I can understand why you would be fearful because man, you get that and you have already limited breathing function, <laughs> You know, uh, I get it. Um, yeah. But, you know, we were we were kind of talking the other day even about fear. And, you know, yeah, I, I hate throwing out, you know, the Christian cliches like, oh, God's with you. I mean, yes, he is. <laughs> he, he, he definitely is. Yeah. But, like, I, you know, we were talking, uh, it's in 1 Kings. Uh, chapter 19, I think it starts about verse 9-ish or 10, right in that ballpark, um, where Elijah's, uh, Elisha's running from, uh, oh gosh, now my mind's, it's skipping my brain. Uh, he's fearful of someone, right? Well, and then he's in this cave hmm. and he's hiding out and he wants God to reveal him, reveal himself, right? Well, there's the wind, there's a storm, there's an earthquake or there's the shaking of the mountain or whatever. Uh, there's a fire and God's in none of it. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, uh, a good friend of ours, Wayne Muller, you know, um, he, had, he had said to me at one point during my, uh, I was going through a difficult time, uh, with the passing of my dad and my wife was on bed rest, um, when she was pregnant with our daughter, Ariel. And, uh, you know, I, I told Wayne like, Hey, you know, I, I used to see God all the time. I used to see him working all the stinking time. And now I'm seeing him in no, no alone. And, um, he had referred me back to this passage, you know, and he had said, uh, you know, when God finally speaks to Elisha, he doesn't speak in a loud booming voice. And in these magnificent ways, he just speaks softly to him and says, what are you doing here? Right. And, uh, I heard it in another sermon later on, um, and I, I don't remember the, the pastor that had preached it, but um, they, that, that word here is important, mm. right? Uh, because it's not God from a distance saying, Erica, what are you doing over there? Josh, what are you doing over there? Kellen, what are you doing? What are you doing here? Right? Like he's with Elisha in the cave and he, he's present with him through his trials, through his fears, through all that. Um, and, and like I said, I, I really don't like Christian cliches. I don't know if anybody does. No. Really. But, you know, I think for Christians, we take comfort. We take hope in the fact that we worship a God who is living, who is active in our lives. Mm -hmm. um, he says that, you know, uh, he's going to work all things for his good. That's, I mean, that's including uh, pandemic, including heart attacks that's including unexpected deaths mm -hmm. uh that's including uh you know miscarriages and women who are uh bedridden because of pregnancy complications and number of things right yeah. number of things i could go on and on um so you know like i said i really want to avoid the christian cliche well you know god's with you but he, it's true he is and that's where my hope lies. That's where your hope lies. Um, is that we're not, I'm not walking through this alone. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I have a God that is faithful. I, you know, uh, I know even through those difficult times that he's there with me and my family. And, mm. um, regardless of the circumstance, regardless of the outcome, it doesn't mean he left. It doesn't mean this, uh, I saw somewhere the other day, uh, oh gosh, social media is so scary. Uh, they had said something like, this is, you know, God's causing the pandemic. 
Oh. And I wanted to throw my phone when I came across that post, you know. No, God is not causing your pandemic. God is not like killing people because he wants to kill people. Yeah. You know? Um it it, it, it that stuff like only if you're a Christian and you are posting that stuff, all you are doing is spreading more fear. Um well, and you put a you put a wedge yeah. between people people who don't know God yet and people who follow Christ. Yeah. And all of a sudden all you've done is shut down the conversation where people could find those connecting points and go, you know what, I maybe I maybe I I do need to be sensitive to what God is doing in my life. Mm-hmm. And and that door for the Holy Spirit to really be uh be having a transforming work in their life. All we're doing is is shutting down people's receptiveness to what, what the Holy Spirit is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I think there's a, there's a reality too where, where God is such a, a bigger viewpoint of our life and, and of the, um, the trajectory of humanity and, and history. And, um, you know, when you talk about how God, um, God can use even a a global pandemic and yeah, there's going to be, there's pain that comes from this. And we don't always see, even in our own life, when we're dealing with pain and we're dealing with fear and we're dealing with worry, how God can use those things and, and redeem those things later. Um, but that's something that, that Eric and I have found in our own life is that consistently the pain and the suffering that we've gone through, while it, it sucks and it's hard, um, God has used it uh, either in how we get to interact with other people or in shaping us into who he's designed us to be. You know, um, I, I, there's a verse, second Timothy one, seven that I've been spending some time with, uh, in all of this, it says for the spirit of God does not give us, um, does not make us timid or or fearful, but gives us power, love and self-discipline. And I love that because, um, it's okay to, it's okay to be worried, a little frightened. Uh, but we don't have to live in a state of fear because we have we have a God who gives us um, who gives us power, mm-hmm. right? He gives us he gives us love. He gives us um, uh, self discipline, and I think those are three things that we um, we need to remember about the kind of God that we serve is that He doesn't want to create fear in our life. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to create. Um, this living in panic or, or, or feeling like you've been tread on and, and kind of limit living timid. Right. Um, but there's a sense where we are given, um, the love of God, we are given the power of God. And when we live a life that's self-disciplined, uh, we get the opportunity to express those things, uh, even in a world that's fearful. Um, and so I, the, the end result is really, okay, where does, where does your satisfaction in life come from? Does it come from your position? Does it come from your stability? Does it come from your family? Because all of those things are on the table right now. Mm-hmm. And that, that's something that's new for uh, American culture. Like the, the middle class um, and the, uh, particularly the upper middle class, they'll say is some of the hardest demographic to reach for Jesus because they're self-sufficient. Like, why do I need Jesus? I've got sufficiency in myself. Well, right now for the first time in a long time that, um, that is really threatened. Mm-hmm. And so uh, all of a sudden, it's like everything that we built our identity on is being taken away. Right. Right. The role that, that you play in your culture, the role that you play in, in, your, in your, uh, your community and in your work, it's all been stripped away. It's like, so when it's gone, what are you left with? Right. Because if your sufficiency is on those things and not on your relationship with God, then you're going to fear your life. Mm-hmm. Right. You're going to be timid. You're going to be fearful. You're going to be worried and you're going to be lacking love for other people. You're going to be lacking uh, a power in your life. You're going to be lacking uh, self-discipline in a lot of ways because the sufficiency has gone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I uh, had a uh, I for a long time, I was a youth pastor and our youth group was called Thrive. I didn't, I didn't name it thrive. I think uh, um, a friend of mine, Will Kelhoff 
named it Thrive. Um, and But it made me think, one of the things we talked about all the time was thriving in our identity as followers of Jesus. And, and that had to be the core of who we were because when you're a teen, everything else is always uh, being constantly in flux and being taken away from you. And it reminds me a lot of, of what adults are going through right now um, in, in lockdown is like as a teenager, if your identity, and I, I saw this all the time because I had a lot of basketball community kids, like basketball mm -hmm. was huge in Mitchell. Yeah. And um, so I'd have these kids who their identity was wrapped up in their role on the team and they'd, they blow their knee. Yeah. Right. And they'd have this injury where they didn't get to play for a season or two. And it just devastated them. Because it, it struck not just at the core of what they loved, but the core of who they thought they were. Uh, and you can't thrive when the core of who you are is taken away. And that a lot of times that, that means that we try to do everything we can to protect the thing we've built our identity around. And it's going around it backwards. What we actually have to do is change what our identity is built around. Like if you want to thrive at life, you have to have the sufficiency of your life has to come from something that can't be stripped away. And as secure as everyone feels that they have may have built their life, right now we're realizing, oh, whatever it is, name it, fill in the blank, it can be taken away. Because mm -hmm. everything's up in the air. The only thing that's not is a life that is, is built around the sufficiency of God. Um, Sorry, that's uh, that was oh, that's good. my soapbox from from youth group. Well, that's <laughs> all good. No, I, I I saw a post today from uh, uh, Multiplying um, Disciples page, and uh, it was talking about the prosperity gospel, mm. right? And how that yeah right, now, right? That's kind of what, I mean yeah some of that name it claim it. And... Yeah, if you live a good life and you have faith, your life will be blessed, and right. uh, and you'll have health, and you'll have wealth, and. Oh, that's threatened uh, easy, right now. Easy sailing, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's what I was yeah, All I threatened. That. But. Uh, Glenda wrote uh, that you could listen to, to good contemporary Christian radio. Uh, you could put – and I think that's smart. I think for any of us, um, we are not me meant to, to live this life as followers of Jesus by ourselves. Mm -hmm. We have to put ourselves in the path of being poured into by others so that we can also pour out ourselves. Like there's this constant cycle of, of we, of, of, um, kind of taking breathe. We call it like breathing in and breathing out. Right. Right. And, um, and so like Christian radio, well, Christian and, radio or podcasts. Oh, there's podcasts a are of, huge. Of podcasts out there. Like if you are not, um, actively listening to podcasts right now while you, while you're working or when you get the chance, I would really recommend finding, um, uh, podcasts or sermons online. Um, and just like letting those pour into you right now. Mm -hmm. Um, because we've got to put ourselves in the path of just that truth of where identity comes from and what that yeah. means for our life. Right. Um, so Oh, Wait, did your voice just crack? It did a little bit. <laughs> Noah, did you talking. hear that? Noah, you heard that. Oh, oh I was going to say, he, uh, he, he, he might have been talking. Be on, but... He might be gone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's dad's voice. Turn that off. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we, we're going to be on for just a couple minutes here. Uh, but if you have any questions or comments or anything, feel free to throw it in here. Uh, I'll pay a little bit better attention to it for the next couple minutes. Um, but we we're talking we're actually talking about maybe trying to do this. Did we talk about doing this every Wednesday? Yeah. All right. So we talked about doing this every. It may Wednesday. not always be me on the couch with Josh yes. here. Yes, we've got some people yeah. that uh, we'd love to interview, including um, uh, Julie, our nursing friend, who if she's got a night off, we'd love to bring her <laughs> in, even if it's just over Zoom, little picture and picture action or something. Yeah. Um, you know, interviewing people. But what do you? What are thoughts? I mean. We'd love to do. We're we, we'd love to do this. We love having a conversation. Uh, yeah, listen to the Bible chapter by chapter. That is uh, oh. that is huge. The dwell I found that a buddy of mine who's a pastor out <gasps> yes. in the Mosaic Church, Jordan LeBlanc. He's the a dwell pastor, app. lead pastor at Mosaic Church mm -hmm. in New York, and uh, his church. I don't know how he came about it or what what he did, but they got sixty d or sixty days free using the dwell app. 
Okay. Uh, where uh, there's different uh, plans. There's uh, specific books you can go to, and it's it's different voice actors. I think they're mm. voice actors or what. I, I don't know. I just mm-hmm. downloaded the app the other day uh, where, yeah, they read you verse by verse or, you know, different topics. So, uh, yeah, great idea, Dan. Um, yeah. Yeah, Dwell app, D-W-E-L-L, Dwell. Dwell. Yep. Yeah. Um, spending time in scripture is huge. And, and a lot of times hearing it from another voice um, can help as well. Yeah. There's a, yes, there is the Johnny Cash audio Bible. Really? And, uh, I'm going to guess that was Connor opening the door. <laughs> <laughs> we called it. We're like, there's only, yeah. about, only um, a certain amount of time. So we, um, we, the other thing that we're not sure about is what to call this. Right. Right. Right now we just called it gathering to await the podcast. Um, we Original. talked about, uh, coffee or pastors, pastors and coffee. coffee. Cause we love our coffee. It's trademarked. Um, <laughs> we caught, we talked about maybe uh, the garage cast. Um, That's trademark too. <laughs> put it out there. Uh, by the way, if you didn't realize we're in our garage right now, uh, we set it up with, um, I happen to have some pallets sitting around. Um, last few minutes to leave prayer concerns. Yes. Um, that's a great idea. Thank you, Glenda. Yeah. If you've got prayer concerns, uh, feel free to leave them below and we'll end our time with prayer. But um, uh, leave them below, and we'll we'll have our team praying for those things. Um, also, what's that? Yes, they can message us as well. If you're not comfortable leaving it yeah. in a public forum, you can do a private. Uh, private message us, and uh, just um, our lead team sees those. Um, but uh, and then if you've got ideas for what we should call this, uh, or if you like the Garage Cast or Pastors and Coffee or something like that, a variation of. Uh, comment that below as well. Um, but uh, we are going to wrap it up because it's 8 o'clock. We got to get kids to bed. Um, and my my youngest is done, apparently, <laughs> <laughs> by the door opening and closing. So um, we called it. Yeah. Let's see here. Hey, Debbie. I love it. Yes. I think it's a great time to get people together this way. I, that's kind of what we were hoping for. There's a lot of people who are kind of putting out pre-recorded content or stuff that there's not a lot of back and forth. Um, we wanted something that's a little more conversational, but isn't limited in its scope like a, like a Vimeo call is. Like this is something that people can just jump on or, or engage in uh, and be part of it. So uh, thank you, Debbie. I'm that's really affirming to hear that because that was a lot of what, why we were doing this, the thought behind it. So thank you very much. So Debbie is one of the greatest people you'll ever meet. Lonnie and I have told you this. That's the Debbie we were talking about. Oh, that's about. the Debbie. That's the okay, Debbie. I've heard about you, yeah, Debbie. The Debbie. <laughs> that's what I'm going to start calling her now, the Debbie. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Hey, Cody. She's welcome. We're getting ready to sign off. <laughs> Good timing, Cody. <laughs> Uh, so if you've got any prayer requests, put them down there, but otherwise we're going to close in prayer and, uh, we will do this. Hey, Haley, man, people are, we're, we're seriously like final minutes here. We're jumping off, but, uh, we're going to pray and then we're going to do this next Wednesday at seven o'clock, seven o'clock mountain time, seven o'clock mountain time from our, our central, central, uh, friends and, uh, comment below. If you've got thoughts on, uh, what we should call it. Um, if you've got prayer requests that we can be praying for, and also uh, if there's people that you would love to have part of this conversation, like if that is um, a, a, a specific person or like we're going to have um, Julie on one of these days and um, and anything else like that. But uh, uh, Cody comment below. Late. <laughs> better late. Cody better late Always late. better late than never, <laughs> right? Uh, I, I lived and breathed better late than never when it came to homework. Um <laughs> It's really good. I tested well. Oh, <laughs> Bible study. Yes. Um, we will probably, this was a little bit more of just kind of a ranting, rambling session, um, but we'll get a little more focused on what we're talking about. And maybe we will, maybe we'll pick a book of the Bible and just go through scripture and let you guys jump in. Mm-hmm. Um, so feel free to keep commenting stuff. We're, we'll post this video onto our Facebook page and you can uh, comment ideas there or direct message us. But um it's one of those things where I could just keep talking forever. So I'm going to intentionally stop now. Um,
But will you all, wherever you're at, whatever time zone you're in, whatever you're dealing with with life or whether you're in your living room, your office, or hiding in the closet right now from your kids, uh, will you join me in prayer? Heavenly Father, thank you for uh, thank you of God that is so much bigger than a, a local church or um, a denomination or a, a collection of churches or a network. You are... Um, you are a, a God who has a family on a global scale. And in the midst of, of a global lockdown, that's never become more apparent. Uh, because we don't have the luxury of letting the little differences build walls between us and other believers. And so, Lord, I, I pray that we will be intentional about how we live our life so that we can, uh, we can disciple people. And we can show the love of God to people and that we can, um, we can live a life of, of power and love and discipline and not be a people who are known for uh, timidity or fear because that's not who you've called us to be, Lord. So I pray that, um, that and looking for ways and opportunities um, to just express the love and the sufficiency that we find in you into other people's lives as well. Pray. Amen. Hey, we love you all. Thanks, Thanks for sticking everybody. out with us. And uh, join us next week. And if you want to know more about Gathering 208 and what we're doing, you can check out our Facebook page, uh, our Instagram, or find us at gathering208.com. But uh, until next time, we'll see you. See you, everybody.